Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show and the Aftershocks podcast. And I know you want to see this next episode, but right before we do it, just want to remind you that if you have an Amazon device, whether it's a TV or a Fire Stick or Fire Cube or whatever it would be, a Fire Box if you're old school, uh, make sure you add the CMSPN to it. Just look up CMS Podcast Network on your Amazon device add the channel and you will get every episode of all four shows for free right there on your TV. Make us part of your TV viewing every single day and night. All right. Uh, it's the CMS podcast network, cmspn.com. And it is now on Amazon. So get it. All right. All right. Here's the episode you came to see right here on your classic metal show with black wind, fire and steel. I think that just came out of my ass. And just before that, uh, Black Sabbath with the writ for the cunts in the chat room who complain about LA guns. <laughs> there you go. Nice. So there you are. Were they complaining about LA guns? I've not... Oh, periodically. If we, if I play some LA, oh, fucking LA guns suck, man. Yeah, whatever. I like LA guns. Fuck you guys. It's my <laughs> show. Tune out cock smoker I, I told a guy on fuckbook the other day to to fucking not listen anymore <laughs> yeah. it's like who cares and don't he, listen yeah the guy was complaining i i posted best of segments last week because we didn't have a show which which for the record is my fault people because neely actually did hit me up about doing a show and i said yeah, I, I was ready to do a show and you were just like yeah you know i need a break and i'm just like okay whatever you know yeah. it's cool it's new years what the fuck Exactly. So, so I posted up best of stuff anyway, just to, just to fill the, you know, fill the week and give people something to listen to. And I'm not going to lie here. I didn't really look at what I posted. I just went, I've been moving stuff over to our rumble page anyway, from, from YouTube, trying to get, get ready for that purging. So, you know, I just picked five things at random. To, to, you know, whatever the, the, I basically what I'm doing is I'm picking the most popular things that we've had as far as listens and I'm just pulling them down from most listened to back, you know, cause I figure the ones that got 31 listens are not as important as the ones that got 31,000 listens, you know, is that that's my thought process. So I just grabbed, uh, let me, let me tell you something. Your thought process is flawed, pal. So I'm going to figure out a way to somehow censor and ban you and cancel you and somehow ruin your livelihood over your thought process. And because you don't like my thought process, you don't like the way I put the best ofs up. Now I can't use PayPal. No, no, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. But, yeah. but, but anyway, one of the episodes that I put was what was something with me and John. I don't know what it was, but it was something with me and John. And obviously two weeks ago I did the show with, John drew and now Bandian. And so this guy, this guy posts, he's like too much, John Drake, you're ruining your show. <laughs> and I was like, it's my show to ruin. Don't listen. Right. Don't, don't tune into that episode. You yeah. don't have to listen to it. Yeah. I ain't forcing you to listen to any of them ever. Go to Eddie trunk. Go to talk is Jericho. Feel free. Go to whoever, whoever is better for you. You know, that's fine. You know, it, it's, it's just like, 
I get it. You know, some people don't like John. Don't listen. Yeah. You, you don't have to click on that and listen. You yeah. can go to the next episode. Yeah. If, and, that and, if, that, if that doesn't float your boat, then go listen to a different episode. If, if that one, you don't like that episode. And let's be really honest here, dude. Am I ever sneaky about it? Or do I write with every episode that we post? If it's me and you, I write the guys talk about bup, 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 bup. Or if it's with guest hosts, it's always Chris with guest hosts, bop, bop, and bop, or Neely with guest hosts, bop, bop, and bop. I never, ever post so that people think they're listening to me and you and then get fooled. <laughs> you know? Well, we won't get fooled again, pal. Yeah. I don't ever take that one second of being fooled. I, I, just, don't, I just don't understand when, when you and I over many years, decades, yeah. I hate to say it, but it's been decades now, mm -hmm. but we have taken the time to cut this show up into basically one hour segments Yeah, and mm -hmm. you can listen or you don't have to yeah. just click on something that you want to hear. Do you know how many episodes there are on YouTube? Thousands. Would you like to take it? I know the number. Would you like uh, to take a guess? Boy, I'm going to guess 4,200. You would be low. Okay. I'm, it was just a guess. Yeah. There are 5,183 episodes of the classic metal show. 5,100. That's that's each, each episode is, you know, anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour, give or take. Yes. So, so you got 5,100 hours to yeah. pick from. Yeah. You have ye uh, literally years of, of, of material to choose years. So don't choose the one that I, that I grabbed, the, you know, that you don't like. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't listen to that one. There's, there's yeah. other options and I'm going to, I'm going to take a guess here. This could be wrong. But I'm going to guess that even you that's complaining have not listened to all 5,100 episodes. Doubt it. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I, who, who's been on them, have listened to all 5,100 episodes. You know, I, I, I can tell you for a fact, there's been some solo shows that Neely did without me. I didn't listen to. And I would guarantee you there are some shows or at least episodes when I've done shows without Neely. That he didn't listen to. Is that fair? That's fair to say. You know, I, I mean, hell, two weeks ago, I'm going to guess that you, Neely, listened to one segment of the five. I didn't listen to any of it. There you go. None of it. Perfect. There's my point. You don't have, and, and why not? Because I just was, I wasn't around for one thing. I was out in New Mexico. And then I just hadn't thought about, you know, tuning in and said, what did those rascals do while I was away? Exactly. It's so fucking, dumb. you know, I, I, what I did do though, yeah, is that I did listen to the, uh, 24 seven stream mm -hmm. of the CMS to and from work a couple of days. Okay. And I think I text you what, like last week I said that I was listening to, she took my shoes. Oh yeah. She took my shoes. So funny, I, you know, and listening back i literally have not heard that segment shit when was that 
eight years ago. Yeah. I, I hadn't heard that segment in eight years. I was sitting there in the car laughing my ass off. Yeah. Because, was- because the, here's the funny thing. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like you were on the hot seat and I was interviewing you mm-hmm. because I kept asking you, well, what happened after that? Or what well, what what happened next? Well, what was the next thing that took place? You know? And then you kept describing your evening, you know going to this girl's house that you sort of knew from high school, right. you, know, you know, 25 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and it was funny and it was just like, well, how did you know this chick? And didn't you find it strange just showing up at this girl's house? You haven't seen her in 25 years and you brought a bottle of booze and <laughs> what, what were you expecting? And then what happened? Yeah. You know, it was like a whole story that just unfolded. And I was sitting there mesmerized listening to the whole story because I literally have not heard it in almost a decade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I could tell you the exact date of the, of the thing it was Christmas Eve of, of 2012. It was my first Christmas alone. It was my first Christmas without the X. Yeah. And so I sat there listening to that. Well, actually I was driving to the airport while I was listening to that. I was listening to the CMS 24 seven stream. Sure. If you, if you weren't aware of it, if you have the CMS app, mm-hmm. as soon as you pull up the app and hit the play, yeah. it'll just start playing the 27, 24, seven stream that uh, plays all week long. Right. And just plays a bunch of random episodes. And I was just, I just happened to, it just happened to be playing. She took my shoes. Yeah. It's a good one. And it was just like this chick was drinking and she was matching me shot for shot. And she got totally plowed <laughs> and got sick. And I wanted to leave. And then I went to, to leave the house. And it was just like, now my shoes are gone. What the fuck did she do with my shoes? <laughs> She took my shoes. She took my shoes. Yeah. She put them in a closet. Yeah. You took them off at the door. She took your shoes and put them in a closet for just the short time you were going to be there. And didn't tell me. Yeah. And didn't tell me. So I couldn't find my shoes to get the fuck out of there when she's in a strange girl's house. Yeah. Looking for your shoes. So you don't have to walk out in the snow with your, your, your sock feet. Yeah. And, and, and I was panicked. That was the part that I, I remember most about that was I was like, you know, cause I, I had to hold her hair out of, out of the <laughs> toilet when she was throwing up because she drank so much that she started puking. Right. And, and then I really got nervous. I was like, I'm alone in this fucking house with this chick and she's puking. What if she dies? Or she accuses you of something yeah, or accuses me of something. But you know, I, I was more worried about, you know, do I put her on her bed? Do I, I literally yeah, put her on her bed. die of alcohol poison while I, if I left. Yeah. I literally would, would, would I pull a Janie lane and put a note in her pocket and said, I am, you know, I am Sarah, Sarah McCormick. Exactly. Her name was. <laughs> it's, it's just, that's a fun bit. Yeah. So, so I laughed all the way to the airport listening to that. Yeah. Well, as a, as an update, she no longer speaks to me because I talked about it on the radio. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. She was cool with it at first, but I guess because I never took it down, it, she probably went and visited it a couple of times and got embarrassed. Oh, I thought it was funny. I thought it was too. But, but you didn't put her name out there. I didn't. 
I, I, I don't even know who this chick was because you never mentioned who she was. She uh-huh. was a girl that you sort of yeah. knew in passing in high school. Exactly. So why would she be embarrassed? Nobody knew who she was. I don't know. I have no idea. The only thing I could think of is that I did post pictures of her and I together at her house that night on Facebook. Oh, well, see, there you go. Facebook. But, but then again, I didn't t- correlate it with the story. Right. You know, the story was days later. Yeah. And then the, then, then the story that followed that was you met up with some chick and you told her about the show and she listened to the show and she basically said, yeah, I, I'm not going out with you anymore. Yeah. 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 That, that so you're, you're, you're so profane, you're, you're so, <laughs> you know, you're, you're so, you know, and you're, you go, I'm not a bad guy. I mean, it's, it's a shtick that we do on the show. Yeah. That's just something I can't live with. Yeah. I remember her too. And you were just like, okay, well, you know, at least you were honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have a happy life. You know, good luck to you. Yeah. I, I, I definitely remember that dude. That, those early days of dating were bad news for me. Jesus oh, Christ. Well, that fucking dating shit. Yeah, I, I, I was really bad at it at the beginning. Yeah, well, the thing is, is when you got into it, I told you, I said, this is going to be bad. And you're going to oh, I'm not going to be a, you man, you don't go out and hang out with anybody and you don't do this. I mean, well, here I am. And here we are. <laughs> here I am. I don't want to spend any time with anybody. Right. Fuck them. <laughs> Believe me. It, 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 it was everything I had to go out Monday. It took everything out of me. And the whole day I was thinking about uh, how can I get out of this? And, you know, literally, and, and I knew I was going to have fun. That's the worst part is I knew I was going to have fun. And I still spent the whole day saying, you know, can I call and maybe get out of this or, you know, what can I do? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, she already went to, she went, you know, meanwhile, midway through the day, she sent me pictures of the food because she knows me well enough to fucking make sure that I don't have any kind of fucking excuse. Right. You know, she's like, Oh, look at the steak I got for you. That's that's a lot of work to assure that a Chris Aiken will show up at your doorstep. Mm -hmm. It is, it is a lot of work, but, (laughs) but she did, she put in the overtime to make sure I showed up. Well, and you did. And I did. Yeah. I had a great time. What is it with the trepidation of like going out and hooking up with people anymore? You know what, dude, I, honestly, and, and you know, I'm not, I'm not dodging the issue. I've always had that. Yeah. I have always been, I love to be around people, but I hate the, and truthfully, it's kind of like about everything. I hate the first step of everything. <laughs> I, I just do. I hate the first step. Like, dude, I, I can tell you, you know, my first thing, you know, I I'm really trying to be rigid about first thing I do every day is do my do 30 minutes of DDP every okay. and you know it's supposed to be as soon as I get up and I'm really trying hard to get good sleep and you know get, get on, you're trying to get on a schedule. On a ske- I am yeah really because I've gotten to the point where you know some days I'm sleeping till noon some days I'm sleeping till five in the afternoon some days I'm sleeping not at all you know, I I've gotten so out of whack that I'm really trying to put it down and I'm trying to have a schedule, get up, do your workout, take a shower, work for four hours, lift weights for 30 minutes, work for four more hours, take a break, walk around, eat some dinner, work for two more hours, and then go watch some TV. That's my kind of schedule. Yeah, I get it. 
So um, I'm really trying to focus on this schedule. And I swear to God, even when I get up in the fucking morning or before I get up, just when I open my eyes, I literally sit there staring at the side of the bed that, that I have to kick my legs over to fucking sit up. I get it. Believe I, me, I get it. I just sit there and I'm like, oh, I got to go do this fucking yoga. I, I don't want to do this fucking yoga. I just want to go get a cup of coffee and, and hang out and watch TV or something. And, and I, I fight with it for like 10 minutes or so. And yeah. then, and then I, you know, and then I get up and then I start doing the yoga and I'm fine. Yeah. And, you know what? And it, you know, it, once you start doing it, then you're cool. And then at the end of it, you're like, God, ah, thank God I did. I fucking did that. You know, started my day off the right way. You know, but, but it's just, we even sitting down to do work. I sit down in front of the computer and I'm like, you know, like this week I had a couple of big projects to work on every day this week. I sat in front of that computer for like 20 minutes and (laughs) was like, man, do I really want to sit? You know, one of them was a, um, uh, uh, a kid's gymnastics studio that I was working on today or this week. And I was like, man. I am literally going to sit here and look at kids gymnastics for fucking 12 hours. Yeah. But see, it's just burnout. That's what it is. It really is. It's burnout. Yeah. I need to take a break somewhere here, but you know, what I need to do is start writing another book or get back to writing to give me something. You know, the problem is, is that what is normally my book writing time has been CMS podcast network time, which is more kind of work. You know, and it, and it's, I, I haven't had that break to, you know, I haven't, I haven't broken out from, from work type stuff to do something different. So I need to, I need to find time to get busy on another book. I know people are, I get emails at least once a month from people are like, when are you going to put out the next book? What's it going to be? When are you going to do that? And it's like, yeah, that's easy for you to say. It's well. Like, I'll be honest with you. This, this is the first time I have actually been upstairs in the CMS studio since December 23rd. No kidding. Really? I I haven't even walked up these stairs since December 23rd. Wow. Wow. You just got out. You just needed a break from it. Just, you know, it's just, again, with, with the holiday and then with this election and with this uncertainty of the future and with you know, just everything. It's just like, it's like your mind is, is been shut off or something. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just don't have the desire, Yeah. but you know, about four o'clock this afternoon, I, I was getting amped up and I was just like, okay, I'm going to go up. I'm going to restart the server. I'm going to get the computers started up. I'm going to hit the shower. I'm going to get ready. I'm going to get my mind in order and I'm going to go up there and get ready to go. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And, and again, I, I know that I brought this subject up on the show a million times over the decades, but one of the things that amped me up to get me going and kind of give me some inspiration is I watched a couple of, uh, documentaries and interviews with evil Knievel, right? Because that guy, you know, that guy was always an inspiration to me as a kid and, you know, growing up and he was a guy who never quit. He never stopped getting up. Right. And he soldiered on regardless of the mm-hmm. circumstances. And I watched probably, uh, two documentaries and, uh, and a couple of interviews with yeah. 
with evil Knievel today. Oh, that's cool. You know, cause you know, regardless of his womanizing and, you know, being, you know, being somewhat of a, sh- a showman and a playboy and, you know, kind of a, kind of a philanderer, mm-hmm. which he was in, in real life. But that guy put his mark on the world. Yeah. There's only one and there will only be one evil Knievel ever. Yeah. I mean, there's other guys that try and do it. And they do it. And they do. They they have, you know, jump further and they have done other things, but there is only one evil Knievel. Well, dude, they they had that big deal with that guy recently. Can you even remember his name? No, that guy who did the evil Knievel stunts in succession. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that guy's name. Yeah. And, And I mean, and you were locked in on that fucking on that, on that, you know, style of entertainment. I don't know what you call that, I guess, but you know, I mean, you, you enjoyed that as a kid. Yeah, it's stunt man. But the thing is, is that evil Knievel did it 50 years ago on a street bike. Yeah. Exactly. This, this guy did it under controlled circumstances. It's not so spectacular. Yeah. Evil Knievel did it on a bike that looked like a prop from happy day. Yeah, exactly. He did it on a, he did it on a street bike. Yeah. You know, everybody's got all these safety things now. Yeah, we learned something for 50 years. But Evil was doing it in the late 60s in through the 70s, and he did it by the seat of his pants. Now everything is calculated. Everything is, you know, know, whatever. So it's not spectacular. It's been done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, Evil just was like, fuck it. Yeah. You know, we, we, what we learned most, we learned most about how to fucking survive a deadly crime. <laughs> That's what he taught us was how to fucking roll and not die. Exactly. So, so that, that's what got me going today is, is watching evil Knievel and, you know, seeing, you know, seeing his philosophy in life. It's just like, Hey man, we're here to live. You know, I, I earned millions of dollars and I spent it as quick as I got it because I didn't think I was going to live the next day. Right. You know, he's, and he's just like, you know, I had a devil may care attitude and you know, I was just, I was a competitor and my competitor was death. And it was just like, yeah, I went up against death. Every time I did this thing, I, I didn't know I was, if I was going to live on the other side of that ramp. Right. But I did it anyway. It's like, fuck it. You know? Exactly. I just put up his famous role on your <laughs> what it, on the screen. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, Alice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know that hurt. Of course, but that's what that's what put him on the map. Yeah, that's a man there. That whole Caesar's Palace jump, nineteen sixty-eight. That is just a man to fucking do that. And then, and then get, if I did that, that'd be the last time I ever got on a motorcycle. <laughs> well, that that's really what launched his career as far as being a known name. Right. Cause he got up after that. I mean, obviously he was in the hospital for, you know, 30 days, but he got up after that and did all the buses and the snake river Canyon and all the big jumps and sure. everything that, uh, everybody knows him for on wide world of sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The but, acne of defeat, baby. But, but look at that. He was on a little triumph motorcycle back in 1960, 1968. Yeah. Not, not 2018. No, you know, 
Somebody it's, not, just, it's not so spectacular when a guy with a calculated jump repeats the jump in 2018 as opposed to 1968 on a triumph. Somebody, it's not so spectacular because there's a lot of unknowns there with this guy that did it. That again, like you said, nobody remembers that fucking guy's name. Yeah. It's Somebody, the whole, it's the whole, you know, who was the second guy who walked on the moon? Exactly. Nobody remembers. Somebody posted his name in the chat room. Travis Pastrana. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. If, the, if there was a Travis Pastrana show coming to your town, would you go? No. Probably wouldn't either. I could care less. Yeah. What What is he going to do that's so spectacular? You know, I, I saw I was at the Caesars Palace jump when Robbie Knievel cleared the fountains. He's the only daredevil that did it. Right. Successfully. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy who made it. You know, obviously this Travis guy did it in the opposite direction. He jumped the fountains at Caesar's palace to recreate the jump, but he did it in the opposite direction. Right. Because there's a parking garage there now. So it's like, well, there's nothing that spectacular about that. Right. No. So what? <laughs> I mean, evil did it 50 years ago on a street fucking bike with a, with a Harley Davidson jumping it on a dirt bike. That's nothing. Yeah. Not anymore. That, 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 that street bike was like 500 pounds. These dirt bikes, they only weigh what, like 250 or something like that. Yeah. I don't know what they, weigh. you know, and they, they got this suspension and travel and you know, it's, it's, it's not the same sport. It's not like, it's not like the daredevil, the Maycare attitude daredevil that evil right. <laughs> Nobody else was doing that shit back then. Right. You know? So that's what made it so spectacular. Yeah. The, and that day is gone. The internet ruined that day. Well, of course, you know, so, so to see a guy, well, I'm going to recreate evils, three most spectacular jumps, the fountains, 14 buses at Kings Island and whatever the fuck else he did. Yeah. Well, unless he's doing it on a moped, I'm not impressed. <laughs> so, so that's what got me pumped up for tonight was to say, you know, evil Knievel was, you know, the master daredevil. He was the you know, a consummate showman. He was the guy who brought the excitement, right? It's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of got me, got my blood pumped up. And, and, and again, I've told the story a million times, but one of the highlights of my entire life was the fact that I got to sit with evil Knievel and talk to him for about 10 minutes. Sure. And that at the Robbie Knievel jump of all things, a place where I shouldn't have even been. Right. But it was just fate. And, and that, that's what has given me a lot of drive in my life to go, you know, I fucking met evil Knievel in a party, the post party after the Robbie Knievel jump. And I wasn't even fucking invited. I snuck into the fucking thing, you know, and that's what that to me was just the greatest. One of the greatest things that I ever, uh, experienced was just being able to sit there at a table with evil Knievel and talk to him personally and go, this guy was my fucking hero as a kid. And that's and one, of the, one of the only times I can ever remember that you've ever talked about that. You broke the rules. I did. And you never break the rules. And, and the other, the other one was, uh, 
talking to Lemmy at the, at the rainbow. Oh yeah. You know, I got to go over and talk to Lemmy for about 10 minutes at the rainbow and his manager, I told his manager who I was and, uh, he goes, well, let me, you know, let me said to bring you over and talk to him. And I did. And mm-hmm. it was very cool. And he goes, unfortunately, I can't allow you to take any pictures because I wanted to take a picture. And he's like, no, no pictures. Cause Lemmy wasn't looking so good. Right. But I got to talk to Lemmy. Sure. And that was a big deal too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that one. That's so, so, you know couple of things there that just kind of inspire me to tr- try to do the best I can with what I have. Sure. You know, in the same way with you, you know, the thing is, is that you, you, as my friend and my mm-hmm. partner, you know, you're, you're a workaholic. You, you're oh, yeah. like always doing something. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. stops. So, so I get it. The whole laying on the side of the bed and it's just like, Oh fuck, can I get up today? Or do I just want to <laughs> go back to sleep? you know, I got to get this going. And it's just like, well, what does it take? What, what gives you that kick in the ass to finally say, you know, I, I got to start typing or I got to get out of bed. I got to start doing my aerobics or my DDP or I got to start doing something. Yeah. And you, and you're right. Probably it is burnout because really what my body is telling me is don't do anything. My body's literally saying, sit on the fucking couch, sit on, sit on the bed and watch TV all day. <laughs> Take a fucking break. And it's easy to do. Believe me. Cause all yeah. I did was watch TV today. See, I can't do it. I, I do. There there's days that I sit there and I'll say, I'm not going to do shit today. <laughs> I'll, 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 I will literally say, you know what? I'm going to get a cup of coffee and I'm going to come back in here to bed and I'm going to lay in bed all fucking day under a blanket i'm gonna be nice and warm and i'm gonna fucking just watch television right and i'll do that pretty much until the first time i gotta take a piss <laughs> and then i get up and then it's like well you know maybe i better check on this or that right, or right. maybe i got that one thing i need to get done and i'll just do this one thing and then i'm in work mode you know i i can't do it it's like wow while i'm here i might as well start doing this yeah, yeah, this shit's got to get done at some point. Might as well do it now. Yeah, that's how that's how I roll, man. Yeah, I, I get it. Believe me, I get that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, sometimes it just it just takes something to get you rolling in the morning, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it, man. I, I you know I'm out the door by seven in the morning, you know Monday through Friday. Right. You know I'm up by six, ten minutes to six. Fortunately, I have a, you know, Cuisinart coffee pot that, that has a timer that, that has the coffee ready when I wake up, you know, and I get up and I have my, uh, you know, I have my, um, uh, like an energy drink, not like, like a, you know, monster or anything. Just it's all natural shit. Okay. And I drink that. And then I have a couple, couple, couple cups of coffee. I check my emails you know, look at a couple stories, things like that. Then I get up, hit the shower, get ready out the door by seven. Right. And, you know, make that 45 minute drive to work and get going, you know, but you know, I'm gone. I'm gone from like seven in the morning until, you know, five 30 at night. So I'm sure. gone, you know, 10 and a half hours, mm-hmm. you know, 
but I have to do it because that's what I do. I make a good living at it and it allows me to do this on the weekend. It helps pay for, you know, obviously a roof over my head Sure, and keeps the show alive and, uh, allows me the luxury of, you know, talking about, uh, nonsense every weekend. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. No, I'm with you, dude. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I, I just hope it doesn't end because of, you know, what's coming. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I, I've packed a lot of money away. I've, I've packed away, you know, literally thousands of dollars over the last couple of years. Right. Because just because you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, you don't. No, there's, there's no, there's no telling what's going to happen. I mean, that's the, that is the, the craziest thing, man, is that it's, you know, there, there's zero certainty where we should have certainty. Yeah. You know, and not certainty. I mean, no job is secure for nothing's guaranteed. No, but, but you should, I, I mean, you should have a comfortable level that you, you know, you're going to go to work Monday and there's going to be a job for you. Yeah. You, you know, and there's not right now, there's just not that, that guarantee anymore. You know, I mean, that's believe you me, dude, that's why I've gotten, you know, as, as silly as it sounds, remember a month, a month and a half ago, we were talking about neither one of us knew anything about crypto, you know? That's why I've gotten involved in crypto was because I read up about it and I studied it a little bit and I had to learn about it because I want to make sure that I have backup money. You know, I want to make sure that I have a backup for if, if the economy goes to shit, you know, it's, we're at that point in time, man. It's a crazy time. Well, it's a crazy time because you have to keep putting in safeguards. Yeah. Yeah, my life is more about safeguards than it is the actual work I do now. True. You know, I mean, dude, the CMS podcast network is a perfect example. In, in essence, while, while it is something that we built to, to grow, you know, to grow as an organization, what is it in, in, in reality? It's backups to everything. It's a backup to the show. It's a backup to the video. It's a backup to the podcast. It's a backup to the content we push. Literally today, I, I rearranged the site, the classic metal show page on it so that, so that, um, even if they shut down social media, they can't shut down my ability to, to issue thoughts, you know, outside of the show. You know, I, I literally built our own little tiny social media platform into the classic metal show website. So that there's just no way to silence us. But again, it's it's yet another backup. I shouldn't have to be worrying about this shit. Why why am I worrying about this shit? Well, because the powers that be are are trying to shut, you know, free thought down. Yeah. It's because of this fucking symbol right behind me here, wherever that is, right there. The fucking China syndrome. Right behind me. You know, because China's taking away our ability to communicate. What? Yeah, I said, oh, I guess I'll get banned from YouTube. Oh, I'm not on YouTube anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that. Yes. Uh, and and for the people who say, well, you're not big enough to even be uh, on the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with a band 
called Ariel Pink. Ariel Pink? No. See? Small. Yeah. Small potatoes. Mm-hmm. Ariel Pink was dropped from their label after attending a Trump rally that led to the DC riot. Oh boy. So again, here's somebody you never heard of, but somehow this made a story. Okay. Uh, indie musician, Ariel pink. I guess this must be a guy. I don't know. It's a guy. It's a guy has been dropped from his label after he confirmed attending the Trump rally that led to the violent attack on the U.S. Capitol. <laughs> violent. The violent attack. Well, somebody did die, I guess. But. Yeah. Due to recent events, Mexican Summer and its staff, I guess it's the record label, Mexican Summer. Oh, Mexican Summer. I have everything they put out. See what I'm saying? E- even to the smallest of the small. Yeah. This is a problem. Uh, have decided to end our working relationship with Ariel Rosenberg, also known as Ariel Pink. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, tweeted the New York-based record label on Friday. Well, as of Friday afternoon, Pink's page on Mexican Summer's website was still active. How did I not notice that? See, see again. Even people you never even heard of are suffering this cancel culture. Mexican summer records. I've never heard, never heard of it. The announcement came just a day after following pink's explanation on Twitter. Hmm. See, that's the biggest mistake right there that he had attended the Washington DC rally to peacefully show my support for the president. So here you go. Here's a guy who went out to support the president. So because he supported somebody that they don't like, now he's he's uh, dropped from his quote unquote label. Well, did he rush in? Was he no? Close? He didn't say that. Just he just attended the rally. Oh, he just went to the rally, and therefore he must be canceled immediately. Exactly. Absolutely. Right. I attended the rally on the White House lawn and went back to the hotel and took a nap. Case closed, he tweeted Thursday in response to a Twitter user who had called Pink and fellow indie musician John Moss, M-A-U-S, out for participating in Wednesday's event. Mm. Okay, so the guy was there. So he went to a Trump rally. You supported Trump? Canceled! <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, th- this is dangerous. It is dangerous. You believe this? Canceled! Mm-hmm. Though uh, Pink confirmed that he attended the D.C. rally posting the presidential election results, he denied being part of the mob. That See, the mob. Mob. You know, n- nobody who was in the BLM riots that burned down cities and restaurants and all kinds of stuff, they were not a mob. No, they, they were peaceful protesters. Yeah, but the people who attended the D.C. rally, they were a mob mm-hmm. that uh, stormed. They didn't storm. I, I saw the video. The, the, the police just opened up the gates and said, yeah, come on in. 
Yeah, they let them in. Nobody stormed anything. Yeah. At least I didn't see any video yeah. that showed anybody storming anything. There were there were a few. I mean, let's be real. There were a few. There were a few that broke some windows and climbed through windows and but stuff. Did they, did they storm like yeah. like a like a mob? If you break yeah. a window, yes. If you break a window and climb through it, yeah, that's you know, it's a that's storming and storming the room, I guess. But right. but again, it's not. There was two hundred fifty thousand people there. the The total number of people that that went in there was what couple hundred yeah exactly so do the couple hundred speak for the tens of thousands of people that were there yeah and 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 again that's not even the the number of people that you know actually went into the speaker's office or yeah, the, it's like there was just like a handful yeah there's 20 30 30 idiots and yeah you know which that's pretty good to be honest at a at a, any gathering with fucking half a million people i would say 30 idiots is pretty decent <laughs> exactly um the mob that stormed the capitol as congress was conducting the formal process of certifying president president elect joe biden's win over president trump pinkborn ariel marcus rosenberg good jewish kid mm-hmm. in los angeles has been a has been public about his support for Trump canceled (laughs) and encouraged people to vote for him prior to the week's violent events. Uh, I'm not, I'm not MAGA pink tweeted. See, see again, this, this is the biggest downfall of anybody. Stop using these fucking social media sites. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, in December, respond to a Twitter user questioning his support for the president. I simply think that Trump is the only thing standing in the way of total collapse. The lying media psychos gunning for Biden and Harris presidency are more terrifying to me. So what? That's his, that's his opinion. That's his opinion. Yeah. So he's not allowed to have that opinion. Apparently not. So again, well, you have an opinion we don't agree with. Yeah. So you're done, pal. You'll never work in this industry again. You're off of Mexican summer records. Yeah. How come that's not racist? Mexican summer? Mexican summer records. Why isn't that racist? I don't know. You know, are we allowed to say Mexican summer? (laughs) I don't know. What are you allowed to do these days? What exactly makes it a Mexican summer <laughs> versus a white guy summer or a black guy summer? Exactly. I don't know. Chinese. But, but, but there, there you go. I, I don't know this kid from anybody. Yeah. Obviously, you know, they pointed out that he's an, excuse me, he's an indie artist. Yeah. So he's just some dude that that signed with some small you know you know back you know somebody who has a label in their bedroom <laughs> whatever that means these days to have a label uh neely he's uh signed a mexican summer please <laughs> all right whatever come on but but here's here's the thing it's just like we're taking a stand against somebody who has a idea we don't like 
that's such a dangerous thought yeah you think the way you think differently than me so you should be somehow wiped off the face of the earth and your ability to earn or make money or have a have a you know career should be you know you need to be uh canceled yeah would you like to hear some Ariel Pink? I never heard of it, but go ahead. Let's play a little Ariel Pink. Jesus, who's listening to that? Well, you know what that reminds me of? It's kind of a retro sound. It kind of reminds me of like Moody Blues or something. Mm. Uh, well, I think I've heard enough of Harry. That's kind of what that reminds me of a little bit. Much like Mexican summer, I think I've heard enough of Ariel Pink as well. Yeah, but but still, ju- just the thought that, well, I was at a Trump rally supporting the president. Why well, you can't do that? Yeah, how dare you? Well, your life is over, pal, because you did something we hate. That's right. <laughs> <sighs> These what are a, fun times. What a world we live in, man. Yeah, it's, it's fun times, dude. Disgusting. <laughs> All right. Well, I think the only way to end this, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to dedicate this to Ariel Pink and his uh, Mexican summer label. Okay. Uh, This was a request from, uh, let me give uh, credit where credit is due. All right. Um, Tom, you'd like to hear something from uh, Twisted Sister. Okay. From Ariel Pink to uh, Mexican summer. Here's... Burn in Hell, Twisted Sister, exclusively here. On your classic metal show.